You're listening to The Love Yegg Show. If our city could talk, these are the stories it would tell about the people, places, and passion in Edmonton. We interview difference makers in our community. Please welcome your hosts, Sherry Beauchamp and Jesse McCracken. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Love Yegg Show. My name is Sherry Beauchamp, and I'm here with Jesse McCracken. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. We have um, a guy that I'm really excited to talk to. I, I just mentioned that uh, my kids and I were surfing through your websites, um, and you have grown your business, the 780, to five locations here in Edmonton. And it's a bunch of really cool, you know, it's, it's everything local. I mean, you, you probably can't understand half the jokes in there if you, if you weren't, if you didn't live in Edmonton or you didn't know of Edmonton, um, I think it's really awesome. So I'm excited to speak with Adore tonight. How are you, Adore? I'm doing great. How, how are you guys? Very good. Very good. Good. How would you, how would you describe your store to somebody who's never, um, been in it. I, you probably have online sales and stuff too, but um, how would you describe your brand to somebody who's um, maybe never seen it yet? So currently the, the, we started out, uh, the background of the shop was, uh, it was kind of like a streetwear skate shop. Yeah. Uh, the first store to open in West End. So we carried all the big brands, uh, your Quicksilver, your Herschel, you name it. Uh, you know, a few years ago, I finally kind of got off my butt and decided we got to re- restart this brand that, you know, we got, I kind of had the idea to do back in 2006, but just never got, got it off the ground. But uh, uh, tested out a few hoodies, tested out a few hats and it sold out within days. So I'm like, okay, the city's ready. Yeah. So <laughs> from that day on, I started dropping brands, you know, one month at a time until we can take over the spot in the stores with our own brand. So, and our focus with the brand is basically anything Edmonton related. So, you know, we have a lot of funny stuff. Like we have shirts, like still stuck on hand day t-shirts, you know, <laughs> stuff that you would only understand if you lived here. Yeah. And obviously my background is streetwear. So a lot of our designs uh, cater to that kind of, uh, uh, kind of feel. And then we also, again, we kind of, you know, I grew up laughing at myself. So that's kind of what we do with our brand is laugh at ourselves and uh, the stupid things we do in the city and the stupid things we put up with, but we still love living here. But uh, so that's how the brand got started. It's grown into what it is now. And uh, recently, the last 18 months, we have uh, expanded our stores so that we can uh, accommodate local vendors. So our stores are set up right now is uh, all the walls are uh, anchored by our brands and then on the floor is all local vendors. And you have to be from the 780 area code, hence our name, to be yeah. in our shop. So you can't be from Calgary, can't be from Red Deer, can't be from Vancouver. So we kept it totally ultra local. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. What if you have a 587? <laughs> Doesn't it start now? With- <laughs> well, that's an Alberta number. So that can okay. go anywhere, right? So 780 <laughs> is just straight up, uh, straight up uh, Northern Alberta, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that's cool. 
I love it. I, and I love where it's very designated where you said that your brand is on the outside and everything else is on the inside, um, yeah. which is really nice so that it's, yeah. We yeah. wanted to anchor the shops with our brand because there's a lot of makers type shops out there where local ven local vendors can get put their stuff in. But we wanted uh, with us, they have a brand to anchor the entire shop. So we have our own following. And then how we have set, set up each vendor in the shop is that they get their own section. So they're not, you know, your, your soaps are not merged together with other things. Your, every, every vendor in our store is branded with their own feel, with their own marketing, with their own uh, signs. So that okay. when you go in there, uh, I'm, I'm big on branding. So as you can, as you can probably tell by the business, yeah. so yeah, I yeah. wanted to brand, I wanted to create a brand for every vendor we had in there instead of just, you know, throwing 20 different soaps on the wall and 20 different brands on there. So we may have three or four soap vendors, but each vendor has their own section and they're able to brand it the way they want. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I was saying before, um, I was checking out the website and just the play that you guys have on things. So you have different collections um, mm -hmm. and we'll get into those um, a bit in a bit, but I was, what I wanted to say that was pretty funny that my, my sons are eight and 10 right now. And so they're scrolling through the homepage and um, up comes this little banner. I, I knew you had a great sense of humor before I even met you because it's just the way things are written and, and positioned on there. I think it's awesome. But uh, the, the one campaign that you guys are doing um one pair will be donated to a local charity for every pair sold mm -hmm. uh yeah the tagline is uh your balls can help absolutely yeah they thought it was absolutely they just like were cry laughing it's, <laughs> it's so it clever it actually has that it actually on, on the on the labels of all our underwear it has that on the bottom of it it That's says your so balls just help it's like a pattern interrupt, right? People are like, what is that? You know, it's, it's, yeah. I think it's awesome. Can you tell us about, you know, like, it seems like it's a bit of a campaign that you guys got going on for that. Have you so guys, the Alberta Beach new? thing. Yeah. yeah so the, the whole cherry thing was always a thing that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, once we got uh, kind of the business uh, kind of growing, I've always wanted to put that into kind of our business plan. So Alberta Beach was one of the first things we ever did. Uh, 2017 2018 i want to say i can't remember the date now but we wanted to create with the men's underwear movement going off the way it is with sacks and all the big names i'm like you know we can probably create something stupid and we might it might sell it might not sell so after begging manufacturers to let me just make 300 instead of 3000 uh, we found a guy who will make, so we made black ones. And um, the whole idea of the Alberta beef was when I was younger, we, there was, we would dare each other, you know, over drinking sessions to get that triple A Alberta beef tattooed on our butts. <laughs> no one ever did it, right? Never checking that. But so that kind of like, that stuck in my head for a while. And I said, you know, if, let's do Alberta beef and put that on the butt. And so we did, I think, 300 blacks. And they're like, if it doesn't sell, you know, I have a lot of underwear. <laughs> but uh, we sold out in a week. So wow. and when when we sold out in a week, I'm like, you know what? We, we got to donate. Let's do the Tom's thing with the one-for-one -one shoes. 
Nice. And let's see if we can actually make it. Uh, we were, we weren't sure yet if it was going to be financially viable, mm-hmm. but we sold 300 pairs. I'm like, let's buy 300 pairs and donate that. Let's do that and let's make that our program if we if we start uh, if this grows. So again, beg the manufacturers, hey, can we make four colors now with 300 pairs each? It's like, yes, okay. It went on from there, and then I started doing patterns, and and it just kind of took off, and. Uh, yeah, and so we, we we started to get a lot of uh, retailers that I know wanting to carry it, but I couldn't keep up with, you know, with uh, quantities and stock and stuff like that. So we just kept it to ourselves for now. But uh, it, the response has been, has been good. We've taken it to several markets in Calgary, the Big Valley Jamboree, and everywhere we go, our booth is just a lot of laughter. And uh, yeah, and we, we, we didn't skimp out on the quality, so we wanted to create something as well as good as Saks, but, you know, with, with a local feel to it so, and a charity angle. So it's been great. It's been, it's been amazing. I don't know how much we've donated so far, uh, but it's uh, probably nearing seven, 8,000 pairs, I think. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, That's amazing. and this year we're, we're planning on hopefully start the wholesale business of it so that other retailers can carry it. Retailers as of Edmonton, obviously, and, uh, and that would even help drive the, the numbers up as far as uh, donations. Isn't it awesome that just like this little idea that you had where you can like just kind of where the snowball goes, you know, like you said, where it started with like begging somebody to do 300 pairs. Well, it started with like, as soon as you said that you guys were daring each other to get it on your butt, I was like, I literally, sorry, but, was picturing your butt with. <laughs> but but everyone has that. I was like, for a sure. story like that, right? When your, your college days or high school days, we all had a story like like that, like that. That you know, some of us remember, some of us don't. But uh, yeah, no, it's cool. It's really cool to kind of like. I still get a kick out of you know the first time you you make a brand, you have no idea if anyone's gonna wear it. Mm-hmm. right you always see your family and your friends wearing it but the first time you see someone you don't know wearing it and they actually paid full price for it you're like whoa <laughs> <laughs> it's the coolest yeah. feeling but i still get that same feeling every time i see someone wearing one of our stuff so it's pretty cool it's pretty wow. cool so yeah. do you do like any collaborations or like how is that kind of like how has it progressed over over time so we we've uh, we're starting to do we're starting to get a lot of different collaboration requests now. Mm-hmm. Uh, before it was just guys trying to get free underwear. He was like, "Oh yeah, let's collab." You know? <laughs> <laughs> but but now uh, the last I think eighteen months our our profile this this whole shop local thing took a pandemic to finally yeah. kick in. You know, yeah. we've been pushing this thing for six, seven years now. And it's, it's never been, we, we couldn't make that jump to fully go local all those years. And this last 18 months, we were able to do that. So, but you know, pandemics brought a lot of crazy stuff, but this is one of the good things it brought. Yeah. But so we've been able to kind of do that. And so the, our profile locally has kind of gone up quite a bit the last 18 months so we ha- we are getting legitimate requests now to to do some collabs with different companies and good companies so. oh so cool that's amazing who comes so up with- i feel like oh sorry go ahead <laughs> no i was just gonna say who comes up with the like the taglines and and the 
concepts and things for you. That's your... all me. There's a lot of stupid yeah. things floating around in here. <laughs> and once in a while it comes out, sometimes I forget to write it. Sometimes I do. I remember to write it and it comes up. Uh, I always tell my wife, like, I think I came up with a million dollar idea, but I forgot it. And... <laughs> <laughs> totally. Sarah and I used to do that in our, like, we've got a sauna out at our cabin and we'd call it the think tank, but we'd yeah. get out of there and we're like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, while we're sitting in there, it's just like everything's flowing. And then you come out and you're like, what was that amazing? Well, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I, I write things down and I have no idea what I meant. I look back at it and I'm like, what did I, why did I write this? You know, so. Yeah. I but throughout like all that, once in a while, you come up with something, you know. Really good. <laughs> something good. Yeah. No, I feel like my dad would really enjoy your shop. He's always wearing like these most random t-shirts that are like extremely embarrassing when you're his daughter. And you're with them. <laughs> like he's a trucker. And when I was in real estate, get my real estate course, I was his um, uh, pilot truck driver. And he would always show up in these like most embarrassing t-shirts. But I turned 40 this year and he showed up on my birthday with the like crudest t-shirt on. And Trevor's like... Albert, it's your daughter's 40th birthday. Like she's got flowers on her head. Like, what are you doing? You know, but he loves a good t-shirt. So I'm going to have to come in there and see what you guys got. Nice. I think that's a dad thing because my kid's six and I have, I have, I'm writing these down. I already have plans to embarrass him every step of the way. So, you know, payback, I guess. Oh yeah. Well, you've got lots of time because he's still doing it to me. Like I said, at my 40th birthday with like yeah just an inappropriate shirt <laughs> that's awesome uh, that's funny what's some of your favorite ones adore what's you, some of your um ones you're most proud of or some of the maybe the most um popular ones you know what the my, one of my favorite ones is uh the dear edmonton t-shirt uh and about was it two years ago um i don't sleep very well so i'm usually up at two or three in the morning on my phone or typing ideas up and uh one night two in the morning i couldn't sleep and i was trying to think of designs and it was it was snowing it was your typical edmonton day just crappy all around and the oilers just lost and like so i started just kind of typing stuff out about edmonton and it turned into this rat like a rat slash love letter to the city so I posted it and it got a lot of likes, got a lot of comments and stuff like that. And uh, this past uh, year, I finally put it on t-shirts. And uh, yeah, that's, I think, one of our best sellers, but it's also kind of, it's kind of my story on there, right? And it's very similar to everybody. I don't know if you guys have seen that shirt yet, but yet. Uh, yeah, just, uh, it's on our Instagram. It's on, uh, it's on the website as well. But yeah, it's a full-on rant about you know how why would why do we live here? Like the air hurts my face, you know, like just and it goes on about now I'm stuck here because my car wouldn't start, I couldn't leave, but now I'm volunteering, but now I'm donating to charities because that's what people do out here, and just goes on and on and on and on. And it's a lot of profanity on there, but it was, uh, yeah. So that's. that's awesome. As far as like the one single thing, I think that would probably be my favorite thing that I've kind of done because it, you know, it, it, it came up. I wasn't planning on doing it, it but it just came up because, and literally I wrote it in 10 minutes because it was just flowing on the top of my head. And it's just everything I've experienced living in Edmonton. 
It's like so, a love-hate. Uh, lo lo love it's hate absolutely love. a love-hate. Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> a rad, but it's like, like you know, it's like, but at you're the like, end, I'm like, never going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, it's like my car starts just fine, but I'm not leaving type thing. So it kind of <laughs> goes the whole circle. So, <laughs> yeah. It is amazing. And like you said, the local shop local. And I think that as um, I read a book years ago where it said the world's about to get a whole lot smaller and it is interesting. Like, but how much, like how much more pride do you get shopping local and how much, how great is it to talk about the products and like whatever it is that you're, you are buying, you know what I mean? There's just, there's something about it that you just feel more proud. So you're telling everybody. And I think that's how it's spreading so much because we're all telling everybody what we're buying that we got local, you know, or who's doing what. And I think that that's just been, I mean, we've been talking about that for years where it kind of feels like Edmonton's a small town that is um, a city, you know, and everybody yeah. really does support each other. And I think that in the last couple of years, it's just really exploded. Yeah, it's finally kicked in. I, I got it started in this industry, in the skate industry in the mid 90s, late 90s, when this was before Internet. This was before the big guys kind of took over the malls. Mm -hmm. So. And a lot of the local guys were great at what they did. And they were kings and queens of the industry. And they hated each other. Yes. All they did was badmouth each other. I remember getting my first manager gig. And the first thing I did was go to the shop, a usefully shop. And they know me there. They said, hey, I work for that company I'm managing. Can we just wanted to, you know, shoot some ideas. And I got the big F you. Get, get out of here. <laughs> like, so, okay. That was my first introduction to this business, but it's gone. The beautiful thing about the, the, the maker's market and the maker's community is everyone's supportive of each other. Mm -hmm. Everyone is trying to push each other up. You know, the, so companies are like just, just trying to get everybody, uh, you know, their game better instead of trying to badmouth each other or trying to destroy each other. So it's been great that way. And I think, I think that sense of community is what's bringing people into local shops. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's important to, um, you know, sharing your successes and celebrate those, but also really sharing the things that, you know, your failures so that other people aren't making oh, those, yeah. you know, and like a hundred, like everybody sees you like this, but you're like, but in actuality, this is what it took to get here. And I think nobody understands that other than somebody doing the exact same thing you are. So as yeah. opposed to competition, you're leaning on each other. And, and that has been like a really nice change in, um, I don't know what, like that competition is not quite what it used to be. No, what it is, is just, yeah, it's competition. But what, what's competition doing is it's bringing up everybody's game. Yeah. Everyone's being mm -hmm. forced to be better. You know, yeah. when we started carrying local brands, we, we told people, it's like, it's not enough just to be a local person, guys. Yeah. Your stuff has to be good. Yeah. You know, I tell them, you know, a lot of my guys have never been, never wholesale before to be honest and some a lot of them have never been in malls before so here i am i put them in three big malls in edmonton and a lot of them have had a hard time adjusting the first few months because they just didn't know how to handle it uh but you know once i take him through the tour i said listen look who's beside me i'm right beside under armor um, i'm right across from sunglass hut all the big names yeah and your and your brand is in here yeah yeah, um, I, I wanted, I was like, I want to show the world, I want to show the city that local guys can do, can make just as good a product as the big brands. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the same mall. We're in the same aisle. We're neighbors. And we're competing for every dollar that walks into this mall against those guys. Right? So, and, you know, and we're not just big on, I love locally made stuff, but I don't focus solely on that for, I focus on Edmonton companies. So even if you're just importing something, but it's unique enough, but you're from Edmonton and all the money kind of stays here and it fits in our, and it fits in our store, then we'll give you a shot in there. Because let's face it, locally made stuff is not always feasible financially. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys have like, um, I'm sure that you've got like workshops and stuff like that. So is that kind of something that you guys are doing or is that something that um, I feel like you've got, again, like you've probably got a lot to to teach these people because you've been going through this for so long. So is it something where you all kind of. So the workshop thing is going to happen at some point. I haven't had one yet. So it's it's all just been kind of individual. Yeah. Kind of phone call or emails, uh, kind of explaining to them how, you know, how business works and how the cycles of business. And, you know, it's not always going to be December. It's not, not every month is December sales. So don't mm-hmm. go buy yeah. a new house. So don't go buy a new right. car. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, just a lot of things like that. Like I said, a lot of them have never been, um, them, never had this much exposure. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, and it, it's a learning process. It took, takes a lot of patience. Uh, you know, you have we have a brand called Kuma Outdoor Gear. They're from the South Side, Edmonton. They're massive. They've mm-hmm. done collabs with like Jeep, uh, Airstream, the Airstream. So they're massive. But we have them in the store because they're local. So mm-hmm. I would, you know, I'll have some lady, um, you know, uh, an older lady making crabs in her basement. And she would come in and after a while she'd be demanding bigger space. I'm like, listen, <laughs> yeah. You see this, you see this brand here? <laughs> They're a $20 million company. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, our point is like, I want to put everybody in in the same in the same boat and just to let everyone know, you know what? It's good. You know, there's a $20 million company, there's a ten thousand dollar company, but they're side by side in our stores and they're in malls. Yeah. Right, which legitimizes everything. Because let's face it, if, you know, where do you go if you want legitimate brands? Where do you shop? You go to the mall. Right, mm-hmm. so, that, yeah. That's that's my next question for you. Is like, was that always your vision, or like, how did you make that jump to be like? That's a huge commitment going into a mall and starting your first store and taking that first big step. Is that something you always wanted to do, or? So yeah. So the first, my background is uh, I used to be my first uh, retail gig is uh, I became a buyer for uh, hat stores that were started here. They were called Cap Connection and Headquarters back in the day, and that eventually got bought out by Lids. So I've kind of always, I kind of grew up in this industry that way. And in 2006, I had the vision of uh, the 780s of starting that store uh, to create the brand. And uh, so the, my boss at the time, uh, I approached him with the idea and he, he liked it. So he gave me a small piece of it to run it. Uh, you know, we, and the vision was to, buy half uh, branded stuff and create half uh, and fill half of the store with uh, 780 merch. In 2006, nobody cared about the city. Nobody, nobody cared about, there was no hashtag yag. There was no, you know, right. so mm-hmm. it bombed. So forget that idea. So we, we, we went full, fully branded. Like I said, we carried the big brands and uh, 
over the years, did other stuff. Uh, and back in 2016, I slowly kind of, I was like, hey, the story's still going. Let's uh, kind of never, that, that dream of creating a brand for the city never died in me. So I kind of slowly started buying out uh, my partner. And in 2018, I finally bought him out fully. And so I'm like, this is it. Let's go full on. Uh, I, you know, the trade shows I go to where I meet all the, all the brands. Uh, I, I'll never forget the, the one trade show where I, I, it was, I broke up with all the brands. It was like breaking up with like 20, 20, 20 different girlfriends. It was like the saddest <laughs> thing. I basically said that guys, I'm going to full, I'm going to live or die with the 780 brand. And, uh, so I, I just slowly told them this will be my last buy from you and so on and so forth. But it took, you know, a couple of years to kind of slide, slowly going from, I had 20% of the, of the inventory at 780, then 30, then 40. Then when I got to 50, then I'm like, okay, that's it. We can go. Uh, the funny part is when I first went to my printers, um, I gave them my, the set of uh, first graphics that I wanted to do. They're, they're, they're uh, they're like, what are you doing? You think people will buy like your store brand? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that from everybody, basically. So I've been in the industry while everybody knows me, and basically the 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 I heard you're crazy. You're gonna be out of business in a year. Oh. But you know what? I'm going to go out of business doing what I'm doing regardless because there's no margins buying buying other people's brands and mm-hmm. the way mall rents were going because this, remember, this was like height of oil boom. So the rent was like ridiculous. So, um, but when we got to, when, when the brand kind of started taking off, um, so that kind of gave me the confidence to, to uh, drop everybody. But then I also, but, you know, I realized I, I need other brands in the store, but but we said, but let's find local brands. But there was always like a beard brand, a soap brand, and all kinds of different things. So we tried those guys out, and uh, they did all right. They did all right in the beginning, and then but it wasn't until um, in when COVID hit in twenty twenty uh, in October. Um, all the markets were shut down. So we, we had a ton of inventory. So I'm thinking all my buddies in the industry, they got a ton of inventory. So I approached uh, London Dairy Mall to do a pop-up market, Christmas market. Uh, this was October 15th, I think. And they said, yes, let's do it. And we got it opened in a month. So November 15th, we had 35 vendors in there. And it, it went it went crazy. So... I told them all, let's keep it open in January and February. If we can break even in those two months, then it's a viable concept. And we were able to break even. And uh, yeah, so from then on, I was like, okay, let's go. So I went, uh, I approached uh, the airport mall. And at this time, the malls were all desperate for tenants. Right. And they have these big, beautiful spaces that's been vacated by this big, you know, big brands, big companies. So we got a space there, biggest store we've ever done. And, uh, and that was kind of the start of it. And uh, so the vision we had, you know, a while ago, um, it kind of got accelerated. Uh, the five-year plan kind of got to like, you know, the, the, 
the now five plan. Months, and, the five yeah, months. Five months. <laughs> so yeah, we opened the EIA, the airport mall, in uh, end of July, and uh, yeah, it was uh, successful right away. It's busy right away, and from there, uh, I had been dealing with West Ed, uh, with rent and all that stuff because. Um, and uh, renegotiating re- 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 the rent because we had signed our five-year lease during the oil boom. So we were paying a tremendous amount of rent there. So mm-hmm. so finally we, we settled and said, you know what? Give me a big space in phase one where you can't fill any space, right? And uh, let me out of this lease, let's sign a new lease. And, uh, and, you know, again, they're desperate for tenants as well. And nobody's volunteering to take a big space in phase one. But I knew we had a good enough followers that we can make it go there. So, so we did that and opened that in uh, November 1st. Wow. So we opened two wow. big stores in four months. <laughs> 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 but, you know, we couldn't have done it with like the, the support of all our vendors. Yeah. You know, but we did give them, we, we you know, we proved to them that the, the, the concept works with, uh, with the Londonary concept. So um and uh so when we said we're doing this they were all over it so we, we've gone from the london dairy concept i was begging vendors literally you know because i had four weeks to get it together uh we've gone from that so to where's that 13 14 months from uh, but to now we probably have about 75 vendors on the waiting list wow Wow, and so word spreads fast, right? Yeah, so it's been. I mean, the vendors are you know talking right. Like, they're 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 happy, right? Because I always tell them it's like, if you can't make money here, then I don't want you here because then you're wasting your time and you're wasting my time. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I ask, I give them the percentage split, and the first thing I ask them is, can you make money on that? And if they say yes, okay, let's go, let's try it. Mm-hmm. So. So we've lost a few vendors that just stuff didn't work. Uh, not a lot, though, to be honest. But uh, for the most part, everyone's uh, super happy. I was kind of, my Instagram post uh, at the end of the year was, so used to be in January, I'll be writing about $200,000 worth of checks to Saks, to Adidas, mm-hmm. to all the biggest brands we had, right? This year, I wrote those to all local vendors. Amazing. Same amount. So it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah it's, cool. been, uh, it's been pretty cool. It's been, uh, we've had a few guys saying after three years, they finally paid themselves this year, something. Yeah. You know, and it's because of our, of our shops. Uh, so it's pretty cool that way. So you have just been on like fast forward for the last <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, well, you said something at the very beginning before we had press record, and it was something when you were saying that your Sherry was saying her kids were eight and ten, and you said that's when your maturity level stopped or something along those lines. But yeah, I yeah. do think like you do have you have to have that youthful energy and that willingness just to like be okay with like failure and be able to know that you're going to be able to pick yourself up and you know dust yourself off and move forward. Right? You can't sit in that like darn too soon and that's something that is um you know that we lose over unfortunately it's like what a lot of adults just don't have anymore that kind of um because it's the resilience of a child the really yeah. 
that that you know of the of the child just kind of let things go <laughs> you have to be a little bit insane to be a business a small business owner right <laughs> yeah because you get you get the door slammed in your face like 27 times but you come back for the 28th time every single time right so uh yeah no it's uh yeah you just kind of have to like we've i've gone through i've gone through mental breakdowns i've had to have help uh, you know, my, my wife found me in the closet, balled up, just rocking back and forth because I was having an anxiety attack. And I've never had that in my entire, that was 2019. And I've never had that in my entire life. I've always been a happy-go-lucky guy. But mm-hmm. uh, at some point, I guess everything catches up and yeah. you just don't know when it's going to hit. But that actually prepared me for COVID because when COVID hit, I was like, okay. <laughs> Well, that's not true. I was crying for about a week <laughs> when COVID hit because I'm like, okay, I'm done. That's all yeah. I can take. But then kind of, yeah, grab, the, grab a couple of cigars, grab some whiskey and uh, kind of got brainstorming by myself. And uh, yeah, that's when we I came up with uh, Dr. Hina, uh, Dr. Hinshaw's uh, t-shirt for charity. <laughs> and so that kind of took off. But uh, yeah, you have to be kind of insane. And you do yeah. have to, and you have to have a sense of humor. You have to be able to laugh at yourself because yeah. And yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate. Like I use Instagram and social media for our stuff, but I hate it. To be honest, I can't stand social media and what it does to people. Yeah. And, and like people have lost their sense of humor. We, we, the way we talk to each other on social media, is disgusting. Yeah, isn't it? Okay. It's oh not okay. Oh my god! Yeah, like yeah. you would never talk to someone that way in person. It's insane. So, but but yeah, but yeah, you do have to have yeah. It, it is hard. Still, yeah, I think we're obviously both business owners as well, and I feel that same way about social media. Like I I I have this like really love hate with it. I love that I yeah. can see what some of the people are up to that I haven't been able to actually physically communicate with but it is one of those things where you just sometimes need to be able to shut it down and I think also um just where you're saying that you've had like that uh panic attack it's something that I it's every couple of years same thing when you just like go 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 and you've just had too much and it's you don't even realize when it comes but as long as you're able to get over it like quite quickly recognize rest and move forward but I think that's something that so many more people deal with than that we would even know you know and I think it's really important to let people know that that we all have our breaking point and what especially when you're in a creative flow um Mm -hmm. you can sometimes work yourself to a point of just that exhaustion and and you just kind of need to reset and then then from that came this like rejuvenate rejuvenization and now you're like got these three five stores in three malls like think about where that you know kind of where the the flow of that happened yeah yeah Yeah. no it's been uh it's been insane like i said you know there's a saying that it's it's always darkest before the dawn right Mm -hmm. and in 2019 when i was having my moments it was like so like i'm thinking about i'm like it's gotta get better than this (laughs) because can't get any worse but uh yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, and that's, and that's speaking of social media, that's the great part about one of the good parts about social media is you can share your struggles now mm-hmm. so that other people can see it and, and not be ashamed to, to share theirs, right. Mm-hmm. And to ask for help. So, you know, the, I grew up in that, you know, you know tough guy era where you have to be a man type thing. And, 
you know, me and my friends, my boys are like, we the last five years, I want to say we've, we've talked more about our feelings than we have in our entire life. So, <laughs> so it's changing. So it's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you understand so you have all these deeper connections with people and you're not just like, you know, talking about getting tattoos on your ass. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? You got, like, still do. <laughs> sometimes after a couple of drinks, maybe you're like, thank God we didn't do that. <laughs> Thank God That's we awesome. had to put it on underwear instead. <laughs> I, Adora, I wanted to mention, um, it was probably something you would never bring up, but um, this past Christmas we did a campaign with Legacy Egg and we sponsored some families and um, mm. did the wish list and all that. And they told us um, when you heard about it, you turned around and sponsored five families yourself with your company. So I just think that's really cool that you guys are, um, you're walking the walk. You're not just talking the talk. And I love that you guys bet on Edmonton and Edmonton is betting on you. So I think that's so cool. Um, if you, if anyone spends like two minutes on the website, you get a feel for who Adore is and how playful and how fun it must be to sit and have a cigar and a whiskey with him because I think, um, you know, some of this stuff is just, it's awesome. And you would only get it. I'm not going to give any of the way you have to go to the website. Um, seven written out S E V E N and then 80, the number eight zero.com. Uh, I'm not going to give any of these away. They have to go check it out, but it's super fun. And, um, I just, yeah, I, re I really love what you represent and I love, um, your personality. Uh, and it shows uh, through the brand and obviously the social posts and all, and all those things. And I think Edmonton's lucky to have you. I think um, one of one of the things that we always like to to ask is, you know, if you look back on this period, or you know, maybe maybe your son takes over the business, maybe he doesn't. Maybe you're sitting around uh, a campfire at some point with a whiskey and a cigar, and you're thinking about all that you've accomplished in Edmonton um what what would that look like to you what would sort of be your your dream legacy oh wow uh so I'm not a big I'm a big dreamer but I'm not a big I dream to do stuff but I don't dream to like again sit look at myself at the end and say what you know what did I accomplish what good did I do so well, that's a hard question um my son's not get, not gonna get the business. Number one, he's <laughs> gonna, work his, he's gonna <laughs> work his own. He's gonna work for his own stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, but that's what I think. For me, until I had a kid, uh, everything was just happy go lucky. But as far as legacy and what would be my proudest thing, it's being a dad. And none of this, like none of this, starting brands, starting stores, none of that matters in the end. So, uh, yeah, I think if I, I didn't have a lot of good memories with my dad, but if my kid can grow up having, you know, a lot of fond memories and with me just playing stuff or being silly or whatever it is, I think that would be, that's all I would have. Yeah, that's what I would want. Embarrassing him. <laughs> Embarrassing him a lot. <laughs> Oh, you are probably like so much fun. I'm sure all of like everybody's gonna want to hang out. Like all your son's friends are gonna want to hang out with you. Totally. So you know, I'm kind of the cool dad on the neighbor in the neighborhood. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 
not really, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Well, thank you for taking the time out to speak with us. I know you're um, probably going in a million directions at the moment, but I love that um, that Edmonton has stepped up and supported you and your vendors. Um, and I, I look forward to uh, buying my kids some T-shirts, and they're going to love the one that says, uh, we have the biggest shiny balls or something because right. we always go biking down the white mud, you know? And so, yeah, yeah they're going to love it. <laughs> so thank, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. This is uh, this is awesome. Thank you. Definitely. Awesome. We get across paths here one of these days. Very nice to meet you. For sure. Let's do this over beer or coffee next time. Totally. Sounds In good. person. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you awesome. guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. If you were inspired by our show, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen and share with friends. You can always find show notes at loveyegshow.ca. Keep listening. <laughs>